Welcome to the Be Encouraged podcast. I am your host, Jackie Brindle. I am a mom of three, wife, teacher, and I do like to run. Life is busy, but one thing is for certain. With God, nothing is impossible. Hey friend, and thank you so much for pressing play and listening to another episode of the Be Encouraged podcast. I'm your host, Jackie Brindle, and let me tell you guys, you are in for a real treat as I sit down with the co-founder of Design for Joy, which is a nonprofit organization based out of Raleigh, North Carolina, Carrie Heise. Carrie Heise is full of joy herself and a breath of fresh air. Carrie's compassion to help support, empower, educate, serve, and celebrate other women has led her to make an incredible difference. Her mission behind Design for Joy is something that reminds me that everyone deserves a second chance and that your worth doesn't always come from what you're doing, but yet the character that's building up inside of you. After this conversation, it really stirred some questions up in my heart of how I can serve and celebrate others today, whether it's something really big or small. Maybe also think about what it made me also think about what second chances in life I'm grateful for. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Be Encouraged podcast. I am your host, Jackie Brindle, and I am so excited to have with us today Carrie Highs. Welcome to the show today. Hi, thanks for having me. Absolutely. And you know, I, I kind of stumbled upon Carrie, you guys on Instagram because I love cutesy handbags and artesian necklaces and earrings and, you know, all things accessories that put together a statement piece in my day-to-day. And of course, I stumbled upon this amazing website, uh, Design for Joy. And I realized this isn't just a website. There's a really good story behind it. And I don't know about you, Carrie, but I love a good story, something that just warms my heart, right? Yes, yes. Absolutely. So before we dive into what you do and sharing your story that I know can encourage us today, uh, will you dive in a bit more and tell the listeners uh, who you are and about yourself? Yes, sure. But let me start by saying um, we have a tagline right now that says um, she came for the bag and stayed for the mission. And so you're definitely one of our girls. Um, My name's Carrie Heisey, you said, and I'm founder and director of Designed for Joy. And we are a transitional work experience for women who need a second chance. Um, Women who are coming from trafficking or homelessness, time in prison, um, and other vulnerable situations. And we give them a place to work and make a living wage and um, be encouraged to go off into the job market much more empowered. And um, that's what we get to do every day. Oh, my goodness. And you said you're based in North Carolina, South Carolina. Raleigh, North Carolina. Carolina. Mm -hmm. I got got my geographic right. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's awesome. And, you know, I find it so curious because you just literally summed it up in a nutshell. But there are so many different facets to what you do at Design for Joy. So how did that even come about? Because I don't think, you know, was it an overnight thing or was it something that just kind of fell in your lap? Like, I love hearing this story because I know that uh, there's so much heart that goes behind someone's business. So 
Can you kind of unravel that and tangle that for us? Yeah, well, I think it should be a relief for anyone who's in their 20s or 30s or even 40s to say, like, I don't know what I want to do when I grow up because I feel like I just figured it out a couple years ago. But it's all these experiences that God gives us to kind of un, un, uh, reveal our passion. So for the last 10 years, I've been starting small businesses around community and women. And at the same time, I was doing international mission work, visiting artisan groups in Central America, and then a couple of countries in Africa. And I couldn't quite see exactly what God wanted me to do with these experiences. Until one day, um, in Rwanda, we were visiting a woman who was taking 30, um, sex workers off the street and they were creating quality product together and they had been for a couple of years and so i saw that pot platform already created and i was like oh i can mimic that we can bring that back and do it right in our backyard and we did i came home from that trip and i grabbed my friend Kristen, who's my co-founder and a board we put a board together we started hiring within two months so wow. I, I was just waiting for God to give me like a better example or a clearer vision of what he wanted me to do wow I love that you said reveal your passion I think and I love that you kind of throw it back to the women in their 20s and 30s I think a lot I think if I'm thinking about the person who was in my, uh, who I was in my 20s you know some things just did not make sense. I did not connect the dots of why I was doing this, what was going on, what was God teaching me. And then it really didn't happen until like a decade later where I could see some pieces of the puzzle yeah. connect, you know? Yes, I do know. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that you said God just revealed that to you in a way. They're like, yeah, now I this makes sense. Um, and I love that you said you wanted to do it in your backyard. You know, why, why there? Why not do it somewhere else? You know? Um, why your backyard? Why is that something near and dear to your heart? Well, as much as I love international mission work and going to serve others, serving the women on our mission teams is uh, my true passion because that's actually the fruit that I get to see when I come back because these women are still in my circles. And so when I look at doing missions in our town, in our community, not only do I get to serve others who who have a particular need, I get to serve alongside women who are growing in their faith. Wow. That's really powerful. How have you seen, um, the growth of these women who come to work, uh, and that you develop, um, you know, what are some things that you can explain or have seen in your ministry, uh, from the time you started to now that, um, has really stood out to you? Well, um, we've obviously seen women grow in their faith. Um, we do start with our workshops with devotion and prayer. Everyone is invited. Not everyone who works for us is a believer in Christ. Um, but one of the uh, young women is a mom and she hesitantly would participate in devotion, but now she leads our devotions. And now she comes to work telling us about her boys are talking about Jesus. So that is amazing. Um, but we also get to witness women making great change in their lives. So we give them security we give them a living wage and we see them getting their GED, getting their driver's license, paying off their parole, um, making really solid choices to get them to a more stable and sustainable life. And um, yeah, something that they can be really super proud of. Mm, that's beautiful. It's like you're just pouring into them, 
their value. And in return, they're just valuing life even more in a way that they're taking it on with more confidence. Right. And so like, what does that even look like? It looks like starting a day intentionally to do good work um, and then feeding them. We bring in meals and sometimes those meals turn into breakfast the next morning for them or, you know, uh, lunch the next day or, or they take home what's left to their families. But we give them a bright, joyful space to work. We give them lots of encouragement. Um, our work day works around school hours. So they're not like rushing in after, you know, and rushing out to get kids. Um, very like intentional about what does a single mom need for her work day to look like so that she would feel um, good when she leaves every day, not frantic. Wow. That's so good. A mom needs that. Yeah. And not all of our women are moms, but a lot of them are. And um, what's so great about paying a living wage is that we pay $15 an hour, um, is that they're not making $7.25 or whatever minimum wage is working in a fast food restaurant. So really for somebody who needs to work 40 hours a week, she can work 20 hours a week in our studio and still uh, still pay her bills. No, I, I definitely, I, I know exactly what you're talking about because... Um, you know, I have someone who I know who um, who had fought addiction and is now, you know, seeking a job that is not in the bar, not in, uh, you know, quick restaurant, you know, waiting mm. on um, their tips mm-hmm. to support them. So I get that, you know, it's a struggle because a lot of times, like I know for this person in particular, like going to the waitress and the serving part was usually the quick way to, to get money. But it's just exhausting. You know, she wants something sustainable and she has a child. And, you know, I know that um, can be really frustrating that those types of things aren't offered. So I think what you're doing is is really amazing. It's making people feel valuable. It's fostering a, uh, a great work ethic, um, you know, something that you may not get um, trained mm-hmm. on, you know, those life skills in a certain, you know, uh, position that would just be like, um, you know, waitressing or, or bartending, you know what I mean? I do. And this is a requirement of our volunteers too, that when they come in, they're dressed professionally, um, and they are on time and they stay off their phones because they are modeling exactly, exactly what professionalism will look like at their next job. Even though they're volunteers, we still have these requirements for them. I love it. You're like building them up. (laughs) Just showing them an example. But we were talking about this the other day. Like we want to surround ourselves with women who will make us better, whether it's faithful women, professional women, creative women, um, good moms. Like you want to surround yourself with people because if you don't have those examples, you really don't know what that looks like or how you're supposed to react or what the goal is. Mm, That's so good. That's so good. Especially, I'm just going to play this in the role of being a mom. I was, I had Ava very young. So I'm so thankful for the women who showed me and mentored me and mother-in-law, my mom, like who showed me to be a good example as a mother today, you know? And Um, a lot of our women don't have that at all. So we get to be that for them. Oh, so good. Just pouring into the hearts and, and their minds and, Uh, I bet they're so grateful. I mean, I hope they are. We are. They teach us stuff every day too. (laughs) Yeah. 
Um, you know, I, I feel like this just is such a beautiful story of how God can restore our lives, that nothing, we've never gone too far, that God's not ready to help us in a way. And I feel like, you know, he uses people like you and to bring joy, <laughs> literally helping them to be designed for joy. Um, you know, I think that's a, a really amazing thing. You know, second chances are what everybody needs sometimes. It you know? is. And I, I told you this before, but when we were on mission a while ago, there was a woman who was sharing her story of abortion. And that day, that morning leading up to her night of testimony, she was just crippled with um, fear. Right. And so mm-hmm. in that moment, I realized that the women that I was serving alongside were not living in the joy of Jesus. Like they were promising the women that we were serving. And so this mm. is why it's so important for me to be mindful of the women that are, are coming to volunteer who are on my board. Like they are as much my ministry as the women who are referred to us for work. Mm. Yes, we're all in need of of Jesus and like that joy of Jesus. Yes. You know? Yeah, that's beautifully said. You know, I even think about like second chances if you're watching a movie and you see that there's a second chance. I mean, I'm a crier. I will ugly cry <laughs> in a movie where I see the character, you know, at first didn't get it right or struggled through something hard. And at the end, there's grace, you know, and they get it or like a book that I read, or even like, if I can think of, there's so many different stories of redemption in the Bible, like starting over, uh, you know, Job, Naomi and Ruth, Paul, like prodigal son, you know, that Jesus talked about, um, you know, we're all in need of that second chance. I mean, even speaking back to me in the twenties, I was, I didn't always get it right either. You know, I'm just so thankful God was faithful to pursue me and listen, you guys, he's pursuing you. It doesn't matter where you are um, on this timeline of your life. I believe God wants to pursue you and show you who you are and who you meant to be. Yes. Yes. And I love that you said building. Like, I love that you tell me the story of just building up uh, other women because, you know, um, I was just reading Isaiah 57 and I was really honed in on Isaiah 57 15 where it says you know for you know Isaiah's this prophet and he's telling everybody like listen for this is what the high and lofty one says he who lives forever whose name is holy I live in a high and holy place but also listen up also with him who whoever you are who is contrite meaning like showing sincere remorse who just feels that heavy weight and who is low in spirit lowly in spirit and he's ready to revive. It says to revive the spirit of the lowly and revive the heart of the contrite. And in just a few verses down, he's like, I have seen his ways. I've seen your ways. He's like, I call, I'm calling you out. I know you, <laughs> but I'm ready to heal you. And that's what he says. I will heal him. I will guide him and restore and comfort him. Mm-hmm. And I just think uh, there's so many ways that we can be used to serve others to be that light to help them on their journey to be restored and comforted. Yes. Um, how do you, how have you seen that part, um, you know, of the women who you've impacted, you know, um, any success stories or something that you've seen that like redemption is something so powerful that is it's contagious. We celebrate things like getting a driver's permit. 
you know, or we celebrate getting a car or we celebrate um, finishing up your parole. (laughs) Like these are the things that we celebrate every single day. And they, they might sound small or maybe even foreign to a lot of people who aren't surrounded by this, but um, this is like the victory that we get to see every day with our women. They're overcoming their, their confidence is built. They are um, making good choices and, you know, we can give them biblical truths to, to support them and encourage them. Um, But I think that when they're making good choices and they're on a good pack path, these are tangible ways for them to see these milestones, right? Mm, Yeah. Celebrate them. Yeah. Yeah. Because they've come a long way, right? Like, you know, like let's face it, Uh, you know, when they come to you, like what, what do you see as they first come to you? Like what, what, what kind of state are they in? You know, uh, what what are they coming from? You said sex trafficking, like that's yes, you know, gotta be so un insecure. You know, you don't have that security built. You know what I mean. So the good way the the way that we work with our other local organizations is local orgs refer women to us who know that they would be a good fit for us and we would be a good fit for them. So what's sustainable on that model is that we know that a woman who comes to us either has a case manager or a mentor or someone else who's helping her grow and reach some goals outside of work. So when she comes to us, we play the role as her employer and we try to mimic exactly what the next employer is going to be. We, of course we give second chances, but we can't be all the things to her. Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, so, so we're working with other organizations to make sure that we're, we're bringing in women who are ready for this step. They're taking a, ch- a very valuable space and chair, and she's going to take it seriously. Now, of course, when you come in, um, a lot of these women haven't had a, a lot of choices in their life. So sometimes we get a little pushback about, well, you can't smoke on your break because you're making jewelry in bags and you our products can't smell like smoke. So, you know, sometimes these requests are kind of deal breakers for women. But if they can kind of submit to the process, um, they quickly see that we're a safe place. And um, specifically for our um, former sex workers, um, we're an opportunity for them to trust women again. You know, um, women aren't very fond of others, like when they're turning tricks, you know, you you can imagine the stigma that comes alongside of that. So when they're in our space and they hear our volunteer stories and, um, and we actually friend them, they begin to realize, oh, women are a safe place for me. I can trust women. I mean, that's like, we see that all the time. Wow. That's so good. How has it impacted you now? Just personally, Carrie, like how has that impacted you just seeing the transformation over and over? And um, because this is something that started out kind of small. Now it's really kind of getting big, you know, you guys. um, So how has it impacted you personally? Well, I don't have any confidence in myself. I mean, I will show up to work and I will hustle and I love women, um, but I drive to work and I think, who the heck are you? Like, who do you think you are to be doing this work? Um, But it's not me. Like, there's no way I could have done this on my own. So this is just proof and a daily reminder that God is behind this. Mm, That's so good. God is behind this. He really is. And I think about like, sometimes when I'm not, I just don't think I hear God the way others hear God. And um, 
I think about the woman at the well and how he has this one meeting with her and he sends her off and that's it. He doesn't say, you know what, come back here every single day and I'm going to give you a new direction. He doesn't say that. And so I feel like, okay, he's already given me this call. Just keep doing the good work. Like, even if I feel a little distance from him, which is my error, not his. Um, I think well, he's already given you this, this call, this purpose, this job. So just keep showing up. And so it's okay when you're, when our faith kind of like ebbs and flows and, you know, some days we're holy rollers and some days we're like, I don't even know what I'm doing. <laughs> and um, I'm yeah. just taking this job really seriously and having a really good time doing it. Yeah. Keep showing up. I think anyone who's listening to our listeners, uh, if you, like you said, if, if you, God feels distant, you know, keep doing the good work. God yeah. sees you and you're, you're noticed, you yeah. know, um, keep showing up. And I think that's, you're right. Even I lack confidence in that way too. You know, I can, Oh, I'm not measuring up to this or, or my faith doesn't look like that person's faith. Um, but I, I think the, the point is that God loves you for you, you know? It's very humbling to to be in, in service for your community and for God in this way. And feel it can sometimes feel, feel very vulnerable. And um, in this season, too, with um, faith and politics, um, we get good challenged sometimes about the women that we serve and um, and how we serve them. And ministry can be messy, but... Um, and not easy. Like last night I went to bed with such like a heavy heart about something, but I just like, okay, get to the morning and then you will feel so much better. And indeed I did. Um, yeah. I just don't think that you can say like, oh, it's so easy. But when I look at the sky, you know, when we hear really hard stories, um, when I drive home and I see the Raleigh skyline, all I feel is hope because I know we're doing all we can. And I know that there's a lot of other people doing really, really good work in our city. And um, so I, I find a lot of confidence in that. Mm, hope. Yeah. So good. <laughs> I think we all need that, that hope and, and to look beyond what we can see. Like you said, the skyline, you know, just holding on to that faith. I know we can't see it all the time, you know, how God's working and how he's going to work out situations. Yeah. Um, but the hope is there and we can, we can trust God for that. Right? Yes. Yeah. That's so good. And you know, you make a lot of amazing products, you and your partner and your vision is so amazing, Carrie. Like it's contagious what you're, what you guys are doing. So how can people find out more about, mm -hmm. you know, design for joy and get involved in serving their own community to take on, like you told me this before we were talking, this global mindset. I was blown away by this kind of phrase because I'm like, yes, like I need to not just look in my own, make my own ripples in my community, which is great, but how can I set the ripples bigger, you know? So how do you, how can you tell people to, to do the same, to support others in a, in a Okay, well, I, for example, this whole uh, nonprofit started with international mission work. And, you know, we go out with the intention to inspire, encourage other women, but then we come home even more and inspired and encouraged. Um, but we want to be on mission all the time. So we create this amazing bag of leather handbags and jewelry and charcuterie boards. Um, this is the job that we 
need it here locally. Um, but this is a work that we can do every day right in our city. And for us, global mindset means we'll continue to do mission work. We'll continue to go to groups that we're called to go and support. Um, and then we also, um, about 10% of our products in our studio are artisan products, products of women that we know in Central America or we, that we know in Uganda or Rwanda, um, because we want to be able to share our resources with them. Our, we want to share our friends and our money and our um, platforms. Um, so that's the way we continue to have a global mindset and a global impact, even through COVID, is by um, supporting our, our artists and friends around the world. So, you know, I think we're doing a great job about teaching consumers that your vote is in your dollar. So if you want to purchase things that are fair trade, it's easy to do that now. And if you want to be mindful about the way, you know, companies use their materials and how they source things and how their workers, uh, how they treat their workers, that information is available now. And we get to be a part of that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think anyone listening, maybe you want to check that out because that is something worth uh, you know, worth pursuing yourself. Like I think even I'm like, I click on the website. I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to support this. And look at all these pretty yes. ways I can do that. Yes. <laughs> so good. And, you know, we talk about like reviving um, the heart, you know, it feels really good to buy things. <laughs> find things that you love and, um, and just a simple act. And yet, you know, if you're doing it for a good cause, I mean, Hey, you're hitting two. two yes. Five, and right? every one of our products comes with a tag with a woman's name on the back. So when you buy one of our products, you will see a name of a woman who, who you hired that day, ultimately to make your products for you. Mm, so you all might be coming for the bag, but you're leaving. What was oh, the last staying part? for the mission. Yes. Yes. You all are be staying for the mission. Thank you so much for sharing the mission. Um, you know, how can people... Um, they just click and find you on Instagram. Tell us a little bit more where they yes, can find you. Yes, social media Gary. is my love language. And so we are on Instagram and Facebook um, at designed with an E-D for F-O-R joy. And our website is the same, designedforjoy.com. And for your listeners, we're setting up a code, encourage10. And so you guys can get 10% off your 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 purchases in May so you can try out some of our products. Yes. Thank you so much for doing that, Carrie. So in May, Encourage 10, use the code, buy some cute things for your sister, your mom, mm -hmm. Mother's Day, right? It's coming up. Um, let them know that you they are valued um, in their life. Or find, think about somebody else that you want to just gift along the way. You, you, you met them and you just want to make their day so much better. Maybe a single mom or someone who's maybe going through something kind of hard and I guarantee it will help encourage them in their path. Yeah, thank you so much. Absolutely. So today, you guys, I hope you leave here with a reminder that uh, second chances, they're, they're everywhere. They're for you and that you are loved and valuable and see the light in others because you never know what treasure you'll find. Thanks again, everybody. Thank, thank you. Gary. It was my joy. All right. Bye. Yes, designed for joy. I was so humbled by the compassion that Carrie shares with us and how she serves others in her community and in the world around her. You know, to learn more about Design for Joy, I put all the information in the show notes. So go there, check it out now. 
Yes. Now, and remember, that code for 10% discount on all designed for Joy products will be available starting May 1st, and that goes through the whole entire month of May. Thanks, Carrie. So go ahead and mark your calendars, set an alarm right now, and be ready with your order. Again, the code is ENCOURAGED10, all one word, ENCOURAGED10, E-N-C-O-U-R-A-G-E-D, and the number 10, one, zero. Thanks again for listening, and I hope that you all have a fabulous week. Bye, everybody.